Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Thera Crew. Um, so my name is Simone, and I'm here with my other wonderful therapy friends. Yay! Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Hello. My name is Nara. I'm Sharifa. I'm Steph. And we are all four wonderful, amazing women of color who are working in the mental health system. Um, as therapists and we are basically here to talk about how to take care of yourself as a therapist um so today's episode of course is going to be therapist self-care during a pandemic um so we'll just kind of be discussing different topics that we um utilize as ways to take care of ourselves during these trying times um and hopefully it'll give you some ideas that you may not have thought of before or maybe you're engaging in some of these behaviors already and you need a way to enhance them. Um, so that's kind of the purpose of this first session today. And, you know, stick with us. Let us know how it is, what you like, what you don't like, what you feel like it needs, what you don't feel like it needs. Um, and, yeah, let's get started. So I'm going to start off with kind of talking about some of the ways that I engage in self-care and, of course, my my wonderful therapist friends we're going to join in and just make this kind of a conversational piece um so i'll start with meditation and crystals um so of course you know part of self-care kind of comes in in addressing these stressful and trying times that we're in so meditation is one of the things that i kind of engage in to help myself kind of feel centered feel more present um, I do a lot of guided meditations off of YouTube, which are really, really wonderful. Um, I also use some like sound bowl YouTube videos, which really help me to feel relaxed. Um, and then I also use crystals. I'm going to talk about some of the crystals that I actually have and utilize when I'm meditating to de-stress myself. So the first one is amethyst, which is also my birthstone. So woo-woo to that. Um, so with amethyst, the purpose of that is to dispel negative energy and settle mind chatter and kind of attract a more like positive and calming vibe to you. And it's considered like an all-purpose stone. Um, so again, if you ever need some help with stress, and you love crystals like I do, get you some amethyst, throw it inside your pillowcase, put some in the bathroom. I have some on my computer desk um, and just kind of, you know, letting it be around the house in areas where you don't want to be stressed out. Um, so the next one is rhodonite. So that's a stone of compassion. And again, it helps to reduce anxiety and releases things that no longer serve you. It helps you to feel um, more order in your life and feel more calm. And then also it works to clear emotional wounds from the past and nurtures love, which we all need in terms of self-care. I don't know about y'all, but I feel good when I feel loved. Agree. Agree. Okay. So then the next one is citrine. So that helps with worry and doubt, and it brings warmth, motivation, and clarity to us and relieves tension and anxiety from the body, from the mind, and from the emotions. Um, so the next one that I have is a moonstone. I love moonstones, too. So they help with, like, connecting with our feminine energy and balancing our female hormones. Um, so if you're listening to this and, like, you're a man, you have feminine energy, too. 
Um, it may not be the thing that like controls your life, but we all have masculine and feminine energy, and you want to make sure that that's going to be in balance so that you feel a little less stressed. Um, so get you a moonstone, you know. Um, so that's also good for new beginnings and encouragement for inner strength and for growth. Also helps with dispelling fear and stress from the body and helps you stabilize your emotions. So get you a moonstone if you feel like your emotions is all over the place. Um, rose quartz is our next one. So rose quartz, of course, is the stone of love. I have a lot of those within my household. I wear it um, as jewelry too. Um, so that represents love, creativity, and inspiration. So when you're meditating with this, again, we all need love when we feel stressed. So this is an opportunity for you to kind of hold that stone when you're meditating and giving yourself some love. Because meditation and self-care is a form of loving yourself. That is a part of a love language, um, so to speak. So bringing in some rose quartz when you're meditating or just carrying it around with you or wearing it kind of helps to increase that, that feeling. Um, and then our last stone is going to be celestite so that helps you connect with the angel realms and kind of brings you a free flow of divine energy which we can all use divinity in our lives um, whether it be god whether it be allah whether it just be the universe itself however we all need divinity um, so then again this also helps us to relieve stress and anxiety um, and shyness and helps you to balance your inner peace which again we all need <laughs> in this crazy time uh, 2021 you know that 2020 2.0 my mind right um so do you guys utilize any like meditation practices or crystals or anything i think that meditation is a very um interesting topic for a lot of people because like myself someone who suffers a lot with anxiety, it's really difficult to quiet your mind and to actually sit with yourself and be with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I I think I can um, resonate with the folks who have trouble with that. But I also do understand the, the benefits of meditation and how it can benefit us. And I think that as um, us newcomers to it, need to be a little less harsh on ourselves about not being able to sit and focus. And I think sometimes we also make it a little harder than what it actually is. Mm -hmm. Complicate meditation. Right. Yeah, because exactly. meditation yeah. is a, supposed to be a non-judgmental experience, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we find it hard to, when you think about the stereotypical way of meditation, it's like somebody sitting with their legs crossed and their <laughs> fingers closed together and just eyes closed and just in this, you know, relaxed state. And it's it takes Honestly, it takes years to even get to a place like that because I've been meditating for a while and I still find my mind wandering mm -hmm. to different thoughts that I should not be thinking about. Right. I'm supposed to be taking away time from doing work and I'm thinking about all the work that I had to do. And it's like, no, sis. Right. No, sis. This is your time to yourself. Bring like, the mind back. Stop. Bring the mind back. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's kind of why I use guided meditations because it's a way for me to, to refocus myself and it's a reminder. Like, okay, if, you're, if your mind starts to wander, bring it back to your breath and really focus on that um so if you are somebody that kind of struggles with that idea of you know clearing your mind and not having any thoughts maybe trying guided meditations is helpful because then that's like an actual person helping you to refocus and so then it's like you won't feel so so bad because 
in a sense, guided meditation kind of normalizes the fact that, like, you're going to have thoughts that come into your mind because that's right. just how we are as humans, you know? Yeah, and I would say, like, don't, like, dive in and think you got to be, like, the guru of meditation. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, I would say, like, if you struggle with, like, being able to clear your mind, like, do some, like, progressive relaxation techniques where you're, like, focusing your mind on your body. Like, oh, I feel tension in my chest. Like, maybe if I take some breaths, I can release some of that tension. Or, oh, I feel like my jaw is tense. Like, if you need something to focus on, like, focus on your body and be like, oh, wow, I have a lot of tension in my body. Like, how can I relieve some of this? Um, if you need to, like, focus your mind on something. So, like, focus it on yourself, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. so focus on your body and see, like, where your attention is and try to, like, relieve some of it so you don't feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm, I can't shut it yeah, off. Like, yeah. it's a process. Like, even if it's just, like, oh, I had one or two positive thoughts, that's the start. So I would say do that. Like, don't feel like you got to be jumping right into being, like... My hot McDonald's. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, like, don't feel overwhelmed, like, and do it by yourself if you want to. Like, if you need to do it by yourself and kind of just stay in your house and figure it out, do that. Don't feel like you got to be well-versed. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Listen, be the Deepak Chopra <laughs> of your world. Right. <laughs> and even even he normalizes when you, like, if you've ever listened to any of his talks um, or YouTube videos, even he normalizes the fact that, like, you're going to have thoughts enter into your right. mind while you're doing this. And that's just a part mm-hmm. of, you know, being a human being is just to have these thoughts that creep in and to, again, bring your bring your attention back to um, your breathing right. and being in the present. Um, so Right, and being present with those thoughts. Like, exactly. what am I thinking about? Oh, and why am I thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm having this thought popped in my head. Hmm, I wonder why I'm having that thought. Like, it might be about work, and it might be because you got work tomorrow. You know, it might be mm-hmm. about a deadline. It might be something positive. It might be something negative. But clearly, your mind wants to process it in some way. Right. So, really sit with it and be like, why am I having these thoughts? How is it making me feel? And what can I do about it? And if I need help, who do I have in my corner to ask for that help? Mm-hmm. Well, this is an important time to take notes, guys. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Maybe take yeah. notes after you finish meditating. Maybe have a yeah. journal mm-hmm. next to you and, you know, let it flow. Yeah. One of the things that I like to do is I like to write down all of my automatic thoughts, no matter how. There you go. So explain to us, Sharifa, what's an automatic thought. Right. For people oh, who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> For people who aren't in tune yeah. with the therapy right. lingo. So automatic thoughts are those automatic, oftentimes intrusive thoughts that pop up into our head that we don't always have too much control over. But we do have control over how we decide we want to respond to those thoughts. And I know that for myself, I sometimes, I I mean, before I really knew what they were, um, you know, we give in to those thoughts like, oh, like, um, I'm trying to meditate. Meditation's stupid. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm, you know, all all the things that... Self-defeating. Like, sometimes you have self-defeating automatic thoughts and you feed into them and then you, like, in this slow space and we have to kind of remove ourselves out of that space or figure out a way to get out of them. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize those automatic thoughts are self-defeating and we sit in them Mm -hmm. and then we're like, why are we not motivated? Why am Mm -hmm. I angry? Why am I anxious? And it's because we're feeding into those thoughts not realizing that, you know, we have control over them. But we have to first acknowledge that we, like you said, have them. them. So So definitely writing down all the automatic thoughts, no matter how crazy they may seem. Or even if you don't even know what to, if you don't know 
what to write down or how to parse out your thoughts. Sometimes just saying, I don't know. Just write, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and exploring them after the meditation might help too. And even like before you start meditating, if you're having some thoughts that are in your mind and that are just kind of constantly there, that mind shatter that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. starting out your, your meditative practice with writing down what's kind of on your mind right now. So that that's a way for you to kind of clear space and say, you know what, I'm going to worry about these after I finish. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a thought while you're meditating, if you feel so, I don't know, whatever, inclined, and inclined yes, that's mm-hmm. the word. If you feel so inclined to break your meditative practice to write it down so that you can worry about it later, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. And then kind of take that approach that Nero was talking about and just kind of figuring out, like, why am I having this thought? What like what does this mean for me right now in this moment when I'm trying to, you know, rest? Okay, so I'm thinking about work. All right, well, work is really important to me, and I want to make sure that I'm doing the best at my job. And so, like, what do I have to do for work this week that's coming up and that's, you know, might be a problem of some sort? And kind of work through that. And maybe we'll have an episode on, like, how to do a a dysfunctional thought record Mm -hmm. and how to work through these these self-defeating thoughts and Mm -hmm. talk about uh, cognitive distortions, too. Those are important. Um, Aren't they? Yes, they (laughs) are. Anyone can have them, therapists or not. Therapists or not. Don't feel like you're alone in this. We all have things that we need to work on and Mm -hmm. process. And cognitive distortions, also known as, you know, our thinking Thinking errors. Thinking errors. Mm. And it's not as bad as it sounds. You hear the word kind of, you're like, wow, that sounds like a You're like, oh, it's not it really is just your brain's way of protecting you it's right. just that sometimes our brain our brain does too good of a job of protecting us and, it and makes sometimes us, our brain is just trying to make sense make sense right. too and that's how mm-hmm. they are able how's how our brain is able to make sense so sometimes we just got to write the chaos down mm-hmm. and like make sense of it or just pick up on one thing and then hone in on that and then kind of work through your list. Work through your list of stuff. Yeah. You also can't like force meditation either. You have to be able to like be in a good space to be able to like really relax and take it all in. Because if you force it, you'd be like, oh, I didn't do it right. Or, oh, this isn't a good time. Now you're thinking about how you're a failure at meditation. Right. And now it's a cycle. Now you're just like, oh, I forgot to even meditate. <laughs> I'm just a failure now. The one thing I set out to do, I can't even do that. Oh, my gosh. Find what works for you. Find a time that works for you. If you're not a morning person, maybe meditate and, you know, at 6 a.m., it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. try a little evening or nighttime meditation. Maybe, you know, a little shower meditation. Find mm-hmm. what works for you. And it's crazy because I feel like when we talk about self-care, there's so much guilt in taking that time mm-hmm. to utilize our self-care techniques or whatever it is that we do because, the way that society functions is like you always got to be on go, right? Okay. So then you switch it up and you're like, oh, like, it's a luxury to be in self-care when it's like, no, it should be a priority. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, like, how can you take care of others to do whatever you need to do productively? Exactly. So, like, that's the big issue that I feel like I struggle with where I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm not doing enough or I should be doing these notes that are late or, you know, seeing how else I can help my client when they come into my office next week 
And I'm like, but I'm burning myself out because I'm thinking like, oh, it's a luxury, not a priority. But no, it should be a priority because if I'm not together, how can I be what I need to be for my for my clients, for my friends, for my family? Like, I'm not 100%, so I can't give 100% to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that everyone struggles with. The guilt of calling off of work, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one big that I, I always felt guilty, like calling off. And I'm like, I have the time. You work for that. And then and then you don't feel too guilty when they're like, all right, that PTO almost up. So <laughs> you like, oh, let me hurry up put this time. Uh, <laughs> you got you got four days to use this. Uh, right. And you like, oh let me take all sixteen days that I got built up. I'm sorry. Exactly. But yeah, that that guilt is real because we're constantly in this hustle mentality and like you got to keep moving and ain't no time to stop there's no time to you rest when you finish you know you accomplish the goal right and then it's like damn but by the time i accomplish the goal my ass is drained like right. Right. you can't even appreciate like, it for us because you're already tired you like you're so tired. on e you're so on mm-hmm. e that you can't even engage in your self-care activity exactly for example, like if your self-care activity is to go for a run who going on a run if they don't eat if yeah. your self care activity is baking goods, who's finna be baking? You're not baking. 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 you are not baking 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 you are not you don't got nothing to do. You just like, I'm over it. I'm overwhelmed. I just need a day where I'm not interacting with nobody. I'm not thinking too hard. Mm-hmm. And you just want to sit like a couch potato and watch TV. Or I'm gonna take it. Take Bro, that day. Because when I say you're disposable, you are these jobs, you are disposable. Replaceable. Don't and matter. I post another listing in a second. Okay. As soon yeah. as you pack that box. <laughs> Listen, I had a whole day of uh, silence once and recently, and it was love. I'm not even going to hold you. (laughs) Like, as a therapist, you know, we are talking all day. Or just taking in and processing. Taking and processing, and then got Mm -hmm. to... Not reiterate, only process is reiterate, and then make a connection, share the connection, all of that, bro. And it's like people in our in our lives and our support systems they don't understand that that's what happened, and it's like to do that as a job, and then to have to come home and do that, and you know I'm not even getting paid to process (laughs) the information, (laughs) baby. That's Struggle for me. Exactly. And it's like, woo, you want me to listen to how your day was 
and everything that went wrong and then it's like you got to ask questions and follow-up questions and all of that jazz like it's it'd be rough so i had i told so i i told my fiance listen on this day i'm having a day of silence the entire day i'm not talking to anybody i'm not going to use my voice for anything the most that i did was text people mm-hmm. i ain't take no phone calls I didn't talk to him all day. Like, we texted, but, like, no using my voice. I meditated, used um, some different crystals to kind of align my chakras and really focused on, like, the throat chakra area and, like, Mm. drank some tea, drank some water. And that was a lovely day to not You know what? That brings up a good point, setting boundaries. Yeah. Yes. People struggle mm-hmm. setting boundaries about their self care. If you need fifteen minutes as soon as you walk through the door after work, and people coming at your ear, and you need a minute, be quiet. I need fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I need you to just go over there. Start lashing out. I yeah. need fifteen minutes to myself mm-hmm. to decompress from work to shut off my mind. But don't you think that like people would just know that? And just... No, but they like, don't. They gotta don't. be verbal. You gotta be verbal really... about your needs because they they won't. But like know. like as soon as I come through the door, the first thing that you're doing shouldn't be telling me and dumping on me. But you'll be surprised, but surprised. how people do. People do that stuff all the time. They do. Like, and, and I like because you, know, you gotta help them check that boundary. Mm-hmm. And that's I the, guess. I mean, well, that's one of the best things about like, um, you know, the one of the good things about being a therapist is that you know things that I know things now that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And I learned and I learned more about like people and um, how to interact with folks and also just being a little bit more um, understanding too about why people would want to like, especially for instance, like my sister, we she loves telling me about her day. I personally don't like talking about mine. But she does. And so sometimes I do need to, you know, I'll be like, listen, can I get like a good 15 minutes to warm my head up? And then, you know, you got 20 minutes, you can tell me all about it. But after that 20 minutes, I'm done. Like, you know, right. um, and then or you know what it is, or even switching uh, the conversation around. Like sometimes like for me, I know that talking about work gives me anxiety. So when after work is over, I don't want to talk about it. Some people like to talk about work at the end of the day. I'm not one of those people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will engage you for about five to ten minutes, but then I want to switch this, this conversation to something else. And um, and then also sticking to that, being like, I remember when we said we want to talk about work no more. Because it'd be a whole trap. You'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that no more. And the next oh. thing you know, you... You be like, wait a goddamn minute! And I know saying boundaries are uncomfortable. They can definitely. It makes she may make you feel like you might little hurt a little bit. Like, oh, I should be giving my all. No, never apologize for setting boundaries that work for you. We so quick to be like, I'm sorry, or no, let me let me bend my boundaries or turn my boundaries off to to cater to someone else. Don't do that. Yeah, it's it's rough out here in these these boundary sheets. 
Well, if if no one else is, if no one else is gonna do it, who who else will? If you're not gonna right. do it for yourself, who else will? That's and you true. gotta understand that people. But they would continue to cross them. That's yeah. People if you will don't continue put if you them don't out say there anything. every day when you come home from work before you even put your keys down. They're gonna be like, let me tell you about work. Let me tell you about this stuff I got going on because you didn't set that boundary. You mm-hmm. mad inside. <laughs> I be mad as hell. <laughs> you be mad inside. I'm like, dang, bro. Can I get <laughs> like, you know, my day was right. Like, a, la- a lack of boundaries breeds resentment at the end right. of the day. That's and and you can only really be re- re- feel that resentment at the end of the day towards yourself because no one you didn't, you set, that didn't set the boundary. You Next didn't thing you know, know, you calling somebody else to, to complain about how that's other person <laughs> got you mad because you didn't just set boundaries with that person. So it's just like a cycle of people just talking, just about, talking about all their stressors when they really could have just been one conversation with that person and be like, can I get 15 minutes? Can I get 20 minutes? Or I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about work. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel uncomfortable to set a boundary at first. You have to kind of just like realize that and still, mm-hmm. you know, right. keep the greater goal. You know, I mean, come from a place of love <laughs> when you set them, but like, mm-hmm. set I mean, them either way. And if somebody feels a type of way, oh well, sometimes they probably yeah. Sometimes it's okay for people to feel a little crunchy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> crunchy is a perfect word. Perfect word. Like and you know and and you know that you didn't mean nothing by it. It's just like I'm tired. Like and that's right. and that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. That's true. Cause somebody gonna be crunchy and it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> it's gonna be extra no, crunchy. It's gonna be you. The boundary so is already set, my friend. All right. So what else we got on our uh, agenda here for talking about self care? Nero, what you got for us? Exercising. Okay, let's get into it. So, I mean, I just started exercising like this past summer, so I'm like a newbie. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> six months. So, but it's definitely like a good stress reliever for me anyway. And it gives me like like something that's mine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we forget that like our bodies can do so much. And we get so accustomed to helping other people and focusing on other stuff. And it's like, well, are you in tune with your own body? Like, mm-hmm. can you tell that you're stressed? Can you tell that you're tense? And, you know, like, are you constantly having headaches? Are you constantly feeling like your body is draining and what's going on? And really listen to when your body is telling you, like, okay, you need a break. <laughs> you know, like, mentally, physically, whatever. Like, you need a break. You need to sit down. Take some deep breaths, do something. Mm-hmm. And I think exercising really helps me with that because, like, now I'm really paying attention to what my body is telling me. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you need to sit down or, you know, you need to be doing this or you need to be doing that. Um, so, for me, exercising, healthy eating, you know, like, what we put in our bodies. Like, I stopped drinking soda, so it's been, like, six months since I've had soda. Bless your heart, girl. And, um, I just had some today. <laughs> and I feel like I was always tired. When I was drinking it, I was tired. I would come home, I'm sluggish. Like, it was like I wasn't on these sugar rushes that I didn't realize was really affecting my mental health. Yeah. Like, I couldn't focus. Like, once it once it hit, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, like, I checked out. Mm-hmm. But my day didn't end till 5. <laughs> so, like, from 3 to 5, like, some people weren't getting the best of me. Like, some people were getting the best of me if they 
you know, was smart enough to make a morning appointment. <laughs> but, like, these afternoons were really, like, draining. And I'm like, what is it? And I was like, because I wasn't really eating. Or I would replace a meal with coffee. That ain't always, oh, yeah. you know, I'm the best thing to do. That's all I did last week is place meals. That's all I did. You know, or you're snacking as opposed to, like, actually yeah, having a down. meal. And then your body is like, oh, look, I got to shut down. Yeah. So... So definitely do right. things with yourself with your body and really love your body because no one's going to love it for you like you're I hear love that I hear that and on that note I also want to talk about sex baby oh. Oh. <laughs> you are a partner or you on you it's all, it's all love at the end of the day baby yeah. Loving yeah. yourself is very, very important and doesn't And it's good exercise. Very yes. good exercise. <laughs> it's a very totally good energy very exchange. That's very, very good. good. Positive and listen here, and especially when it's with the right one. I mean, even if it, uh, with a partner or by yourself, sex is one of the most um it like the most rewarding. indulgent, yes. rewarding, mm-hmm. just um self care practices that we can do. You know, Anissa's is endorphins and all you know, that good stuff, yes. all that, all the dopamine, all right. the all the serotonin, and all right. the all the good, the feel good hormones, or at the nephrin, right? All the sexy stuff. And if you ain't got a partner, like that's the same thing. Get into what your Get own body, with learning your body, what you like. Yes, right. there mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with explore and and and, and self intimacy. So we sometimes mm-hmm. don't know. Um, a lot of the times people are confused about what int- intimacy really means and that it only has to happen with a partner. When no. In- no, when int- intimacy can happen with whomever, um, it can happen with yourself, it can happen with a partner. It's all about the setup. So even if you are by yourself, it, you can come home, you can light you some candles, make yourself a <laughs> nice If it's your nice, if it's your favorite pair of underwear, wear them. It don't matter if anybody else see it, you see it. That's what matters. You know what I mean? If, treat yourself at the end. Treat yourself to a, a an apparatus of your choice. If that's how you get down, baby. Mm. Treat yourself, okay? But it's all about. Um, but the the act of of um, self love, whether it's with yourself or with a partner, it opens up that that space of yourself that you neglected during the day that that mm-hmm. love and that that it's intimacy and closeness space that a lot of people towards the evening time they crave for themselves mm-hmm. after going through the tough the tough stuff that they went through during the day because it's a form of release it's a yes. form of release yes indeed right so and intimacy is so broad like intimacy is very broad like that's one component of intimacy yeah. right mm-hmm. and like intimacy is so broad it can be a number of things it can be like talking to yourself in a positive way mm-hmm. like that positive self-talk that self-love when you're looking mm-hmm. in the mirror and you're like like you're damn you good. Right. Like, damn, yeah. good. like damn who girl. wouldn't be lucky to have you like you yeah. had your best day today yeah it doesn't even have to boil down to just you know right. getting a grip with yourself if that's how you want if it do, if it gets there if you look at yourself if you listen right. if you fancy yourself that damn much that you got to get up there and give your own self a spin go ahead Sometimes it's just, you know, I even to the point like, you know, in quarantine, it's been a really, um, it's been a really rough time for us single ladies out here. And I've, I bought so many cute outfits that I couldn't wear. 
I couldn't wear yeah. it. Was nowhere to go. But you know what? And I wore, wore them for myself. I wore them for myself. Take a selfie. I put took it a selfie. Put it on the ground. Get these likes. The positive reinforcement. You comments. Damn girl, you look good. Just to already reinforce that you already look good. Sometimes, hey, it be like that. Ain't no shame in that game. Okay. Okay. And the importance of exploring your own body and knowing your own body is so strong because then when it's time to add a partner, you, you know what already you like. know. You know what like, you, what you like. don't like. Where to touch you there? Where not to touch you here? Those erogenous. You don't have zones. to fake it because you're but like, once you. And the thing like is, like me. once you love yourself and you know yourself, like you know what you're willing to accept and have mm-hmm. access to you. Like you're yep. like, you know what? I know what I want access to and who I want to have access to me. Mm-hmm. And you really read the energies like, oh, that's not a good energy for me mm-hmm. and what I'm this doing. What I'm trying to do. Um, right so it's really like being in tune with who you are so that when you encounter other people, like you know how to set your boundaries, you know what to expect, you know what kind of energies you want in your space. Mm-hmm. That way, like people kind of know where you're at. And you never have to feel like you gotta be different or exactly. put on a facade. You know, like this is who I am. This is who I love. You gonna take it or you gonna leave it? Yeah. I know what right. I like to feel. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You don't so. want to spend your time tra- trying to translate your your feelings to some yeah, right. Yeah, Explain. You know? Explain. Like yourself. just be who you are, and people will naturally just gravitate towards you exactly. because you are confident in who you are and what you represent. That and, genuineness. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the authenticity yes. of who you are, people will be attracted to that, mm-hmm. and yes. they will just come, and you you'd be like, wow, like, <laughs> just by loving myself, I have now have access to all this positive energy and opportunity because I just loved on myself. Exactly. Period. And it's and um, I think that sometimes and well, to 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 jump back on the self care train is that it's very hard. Um, a lot of times people don't see don't equate like um sex and self-pleasure as like a means of self-care almost like a a normal function that we're right. just putting it's like and self-care no. is self-love it's self-love right. exactly. like that's the thing it's like self-care is about loving yourself and caring pouring, about oh, yourself yes. pouring into yourself right pouring exactly into your cup and obviously that can be a number of different things it can be meditation it can be about not feeling guilty about putting yourself first Mm-hmm. pleasing yourself sexually with yourself or with a partner like just mm-hmm. all of these different the avenues that go into like self-care and self-love that are very important that we neglect day to day because we're like oh i gotta worry about work i gotta worry about my kids i gotta worry about my pets mm-hmm. even though pets can be a form self-care. of self-care form of self-care yes um, many forms of self-care right but it's like when you feel like you have to care for so many people especially as um, mental health professionals or healthcare mm-hmm. professionals That's and our job. daily yeah. role every day is to help someone else to get better or be better we lose ourselves sometimes and if we yeah. don't check ourselves and be like oh like what did i do for me today why yeah like why i, I want other people to be better and do better but then right. it's like well, what about me like do i want to do i want the same for myself and do i right. put the same type of um, energy, energy, and a lot of the times, so, and, and as a, and a as a mental health professional, I keep, gotta keep it true. Some of them don't even listen here. Pull right on back, because if you ain't, you gotta pull, you gotta pull your energy right on back. Because some people, you know, at the end of the day, like and, and just keeping it real, they don't, you know, some people aren't there. Like you have to, they have to to want it just as badly as you would want it for them. And sometimes you're gonna comp- compartmentalize like your energy. Yeah, okay? like mm-hmm. you're getting this much. 
you're getting, you're getting, you're getting this, this much, much you're getting that much because you know like some people are draining to the point where they'll try to take all of it yeah, yeah right like you working an eight hour day 12 hour day whatever your schedule is but somebody trying to take eight of those 12 hours or they're trying to take the full eight hours then you just like i don't have nothing so it's like just give enough for they for them to feel supportive but like don't put your all into something like give them space whoever they may be to make mistakes and figure things out on their own too. Yes. Like you're just gonna give them some guidance, right? Yes. And then they gotta figure some stuff out too. Like you don't wanna yeah. just give them everything. Cause then it's like they're gonna expect that every single time. Whereas if you're like, Well, here's this and I want you to sit with this and figure out how this can help you and then they kind of make their own decisions as opposed mm-hmm. to like you're making all the decisions, you're making sure they're good, you're making sure they ate, you didn't eat today. Like it's it's too much. That's the issue, but that's the issue with the health and profession too. So sometimes right. I think that they um when we first start school, um I'll say that my program was really good about like self care and letting us know like, hey, take care of yourself. But then there's there's mm. some some programs not some program was good at like the they would tell you to take care of yourself like the 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 aftermath of like the work and everything else associated with like well how are y'all telling me to take care of myself and then you go and dump all this damn work on me at the same time <laughs> yeah like, like that's the issue like it's that part my issue with that mm-hmm. is which is why i made that mm, sound because i feel like like places of business or yeah. whatever agencies think that just by saying make sure you engage in self care is really like them saying like they care about your self care and I'm like that's not enough like you're just telling me to think about self care but like how are you implementing the space for me to do that right. in my workplace right, right. It's not because us. now it's you're telling me to do it on my own but like you're not, not really giving me the space or the tools to be able to do that in my workplace it's like protocol so like sounds right for you to tell me this right. but are you actually no so if you're working a seven to three or a nine to five or you know whatever your schedule 11 to 7 and during that time your agency or place of business isn't really checking for your self-care and you got to do it outside of work then you really are doing a disservice to your employees like what are you doing in the workplace to make sure right like but that should that's what i think that's because self-care has become um like a uh a hot button topic all of a sudden mm, I would agree like and so a lot more workplaces and schools now are trying to like implement spaces for self-care like I know um that at like my niece's workspace where she was um working in New York with a certain startup company like they had like a whole self-care room or they had beanie bags that you can go and like sit and do your work you could go do your work in the kitchen and they had like all types of snacks and juices and teas and things like that to kind of promote that idea of self-care and so I think that now that it's starting to become like this really big thing um yeah like essentially like self-care is becoming this trendy little thing now so it's like now workplaces are starting to try to like figure out how to incorporate self-care into the workspace into the school space Mm -hmm. um creating rooms and you know telling people like oh if you need to take a walk for 15 minutes you can do that um and i think now that like since the pandemic and having to work from home a lot more um workplaces are kind of open to the idea of like 
making sure you're having some self-care and making sure you're taking a break and like since you're working from home no you don't have to be at the computer the full eight hours like if you want to go and take a walk for 20 minutes like go and do that that's your Mm -hmm. business if you need to like get up from the computer and go watch an episode of your favorite show like go and do that like dance in the kitchen like that's what i do (laughs) i think one of my biggest self-care because i i work with children and even through the pandemic where me i'm providing in-person services one of my biggest self-cares is going to my car I will go to my car for a good 10-15 minutes and I don't want to be bothered I don't want to be bothered when I'm in my car there's really nowhere else around like there's no parks there's nowhere nice for me to be the only place mm-hmm. for me to be is my car mm-hmm. and in my car I must drink my coffee listen to my music might shed a tear or two depends on how I'm feeling <laughs> hey. it depends my car, yeah. my, way. my car my way my car my way I mean I'd say like the biggest one that makes sense to most to me is like take your lunch and really enjoy mm-hmm. your lunch to the point where like you're not working don't take a working lunch yeah. but that's like a really big thing that i feel like places of business will make you have a working lunch mm-hmm. i don't get that like oh can you work through your lunch no no i cannot I'm take my lunch hour i'm gonna cook this meal i'm gonna enjoy <laughs> this meal and i will come back so whatever time you're allotted for your lunch break or break or whatever take it and don't engage no customers clients whomever don't engage just sit with yourself take your lunch eat it set whatever. that boundary mm-hmm. set, set that, that boundary. this is my lunch time thank mm-hmm. you this is where because let me tell you something they don't care they don't they don't care they're not going to be appreciative they're not going to be like oh thank you so much for working through your lunch they're just gonna they're gonna be an expectation nowadays oh, they'll, they'll say thank you and, and, and our okay, no next next tomorrow next you can right. do the same thing yeah. and then is it am i getting paid for this lunch and then you're gonna think is this in my best interest? Right. Yeah. Is this serving me? Like, mm-hmm. and if it's not, like, I'm gonna take my lunch. I'm mm-hmm. getting because now you're just angry and hungry because <laughs> you didn't take your lunch. <laughs> that's like, why you gotta like, start cooking and baking and self care. Like, that's what I feel like to me. Self care is like cooking and baking. I feel like. Especially during the pandemic. When this pandemic first started, everybody was cooking a vegan. Everybody was mm-hmm. going to the market. There was no flour. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was like all the banana bread. Everybody's making bread. Like everybody was everybody making, making every scratch. I remember that. I like, like I have wow. never seen so many people just like start cooking and start posting and everybody just it, it felt really good to see that though, because yeah. it's just like wow. That you're was, learning how to cook. You're learning how to relax. You're like, oh, look what I've made. People liking it. People are just like, oh, yeah, you know how to cook. Now people starting businesses from this. People are like, you know, feeling good about themselves. So that's what I feel like self-care is. I feel like when you kind of cook or bake, it's kind of like meditation, but like mm-hmm. with a tastier like outfit. Interactive. Yeah. Like you're able to like feel good that you, you know, either found a new recipe or you have a recipe that you already made before and then you want to do something different. Maybe instead of beef, you're going to try chicken. Maybe instead of ginger, you're going to try some other kind of spice. So I really think that, like, you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's you, like a two-in-one because you're yeah. feeding your body. Like, yeah. You're mm-hmm. eating and now you're fueling your body with this food that you've now created. It feels good. So it that feels, feels good. Like, good. oh, I was able to cater, cater to I, myself yes. by cooking mm-hmm. and, and feeding my body. Mm-hmm. And you get to relax. Like, yeah. if you're, if I'm angry, I make spaghetti because I got chopped up mad vegetables. <laughs> I got <laughs> Like, for real, I gotta use patience for the pasta, the nice oil. <laughs> I gotta make sure I get the handy. sauce right. I gotta make sure my cheese is right. Then I gotta, like, layer. Uh, yeah, you gotta really kind of, like, 
focus while you're cooking. That mm-hmm. kind of helps you to not relax or not relax, not focus on other things that you mm-hmm. like really don't want to focus on. It's like honing in your thoughts, yeah. which is kind of what we talked about when we talked about meditation in the beginning, like trying to really hone into one particular thing. And, when and we're cooking, cooking can definitely be meditative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like you know, just once you start to get a rhythm of like chopping, like I don't know about y'all, but as soon as I start chopping up some veggies, I'm like, all right, got a little rhythm going. Okay. Yeah, like a master chef or something. Just do do, especially the music playing every time that I cook. I have to listen to music because I'm I like to dance and do all types. And I mean, it kind of depends on my mood too. Because sometimes I might do smooth jazz where I just like I just want to create a relaxed environment to prepare this meal, bomb ass meal that I'm about to make and be excited to eat. Sometimes I might play a little like you know R and B because I might want to sing a little something while I'm you know cooking this fabulous meal for me and my boo or whatever. Sometimes we're going to play some hot girl stuff. Exactly. Time to twerk a little bit while you cutting up the onion. You angry, probably play some trap music. Okay. 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 A little punk rock or something. (laughs) So, I mean, there's so many different ways to engage in self-care and to take care of ourselves. Um, So, again, hopefully this uh first um intro uh kind of episode is helpful and kind of helping everyone kind of figure out like oh what are some things that i can do or what can i enhance that i'm already doing um so this is going to be like part one of our self-care right. series I'm sure we forgot um there's oh, a lot of things yeah. that we forgot yeah. and like things that we um had to talk about but we don't want to bombard you in the first episode and make it too too long so um definitely check back for a part two there might even be a part three if we don't get ever through everything in part two right um because and over time like yeah. we'll talk yeah. with you guys and you probably mm-hmm. have ideas that you want to share with us right. and we're, yeah. we're yeah. open yeah. to that is. you yeah. know and you might put us on to something exactly because we don't know everything right like we are we are knowledgeable but we are not knowledgeable about all things so um definitely check the info box for um our email if you guys have any suggestions or questions or things that you want us to talk about um in future episodes you can definitely hit us up on our email Mm -hmm. we'll also put in our social media accounts in the info as well um just so you know again you guys can reach out talk to us about any topics Mm -hmm. um that you want to see on our social media or that you want to hear us talk about on our episodes and we'll kind of go forward from there yeah all yeah. right so thank you guys for listening in to the thank Bear you thank you thank you yes. crew. and so and. we'll see you guys at our next uh next session yeah all right, yeah. All right. Yeah. have a good one just going to start off with an introduction as to who we are and what we came to do. So myself along with Stephanie, Sharifa, and Mira have decided to create this podcast to essentially have wellness remedies for melanated therapists. So we are four female therapists within uh, the Philadelphia area and we are just here to kind of talk about our experiences as melanated therapists in this world how we're navigating the current pandemic that we're in, along with navigating different areas within mental health 
be it through school process and be it through the working process. So hopefully when you join us, you're enjoying our information, you're enjoying the conversation, and just utilizing this as a space to laugh, to cry, release, to learn something new, add something to what you already have, and just enjoy yourselves. So please, we'll be here every other Sunday uploading episodes for you to listen to with different skills, with different information to provide you with as melanated therapists. So thank you for listening in to our podcast and we really hope you